inner confidence. We're not here trying to pick up chicks. We are here to make you into a better man. Notice that he doesn't immediately try to start conversation. Are you stalking me? Because that would be super. So that's a hilarious line. It shows the confidence. It makes him so attractive. Crazy Stupid Love. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. He is funny. He looks like a carrot, honey. He looks like a carrot. <laughs> looks like a carrot. If you could emulate maybe one leading man in Hollywood, it might be Ryan Gosling. Welcome to the Inner Confidence Podcast, where we bring you men's dating and lifestyle advice that doesn't suck. I'm your host, Robbie Kramer, a former collegiate golfer turned poker pro turned finance guy who became obsessed with learning about male-female attraction and dynamics and passionate about teaching men how to improve and optimize their love life. Tune in each week and we'll bring you the latest and greatest strategies on how to get more dates, how to build a thriving social circle that brings the best men and women into your life, how to become a better networker, and how to design a lifestyle that makes all your Buddy's jealous. If you're new to the show, I recommend you download my first date protocol. It's the best piece of content I have. It'll help you optimize your first date and subsequent dates. And I like to connect with my listeners personally. So if you want to grab a copy of that, please send me a direct message on Instagram. I'm at Robbie underscore Kramer. Now let's dive into this week's content. Yo, yo, welcome back to the Inner Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Kramer. I'm here with my lovely wife, Maria. Hi. I want to congratulate Maria because she recently got her work permit here in the States. So now she can work and now she can pay taxes. Isn't oh. that exciting? <laughs> so excited. <laughs> She's a working model. Uh, you also, also got accepted to a really cool platform that allows you to directly book with, uh, with clients, right? Mm -hmm. So that's been cool. We're here in LA and now you get to bring home the bacon, baby. I know. No I more. Know. I can quit this fucking podcast and maybe you can make some money. <laughs> so <laughs> today we've got a cool episode. We are going over movie scenes. We're going to break down how attraction works, how you can be like the leading men in these scenes that will make you the most attractive and confident version of yourself. Remember, inner confidence. We're not here trying to pick up chicks. We are here to make you into a better man that girls, oh, they want to pick you up, right? So let's become the anti-picker-uppers, I guess you could say. All right. Crazy Stupid Love. This is one of my favorite movies of all time, especially when it comes to the genre of, of my job as a you know dating coach, because in the movie, uh, Ryan Gosling's character is a dating coach. So Oh my God, Pretty funny. Uh, have you seen this? No. Oh, we need to watch it together. It's amazing. This girl uh, has a boyfriend. She wants to break up with him. She's at having drinks with her friend. Ryan Gosling's character, he's always hanging out at this bar. That's basically what you need to know in the backstory. I mean, if anyone so could be sad. that smooth in real life, I've, I've never seen something that smooth, right? The way he mixes in all of the legal talk, permission to approach the bench, mm -hmm. right? He's just too, I mean, obviously it's, it's, a movie, right? It's not real. But like, if that was real, that guy would be the greatest, you know, <laughs> of all time. So, so many awesome things to learn from this one. Just like if you could emulate maybe one leading man in Hollywood, it might be Ryan Gosling because he's he's cool. He's funny. He's charming. Obviously, you know, good looking, of course, but he's he has a really good sense of fashion as well. Mm -hmm. I always tell my clients, like if they're looking to up-level their fashion to pick a, a celebrity that they relate to and then just copy that guy. And then once you've copied him, then you can kind of find your own take on it, of course. But 
that's a great place to start because these celebrities don't dress themselves, right? Of course, they spend so much money on stylists. Yeah, and you can just go on Pinterest and look at like their yeah, exact that's outfits. Yeah, the that's what I always recommend. You can find stuff that's either there or a, a cheaper version because mm-hmm. they're buying, of course, designer brands, but you could probably find the same stuff at Zara, oh, H&M. for sure, for sure. Yeah, so easy fashion hack. Don't overlook that one. Dress like Ryan Gosling, and you know, especially if you look like him. Uh, all right, here we go. So much potential, and you've resorted to fantasizing about Conan Ginger Junk O'Brien. He is funny. He looks like a carrot, honey. He looks like a carrot. <laughs> looks like a carrot. So... That's one way to interject into a conversation because you're going to, obviously it's not a go-to, you can't control for that. But a lot of the time you walk up to a group of girls and they'll be having a conversation Mm -hmm. and you can simply take the last thing that they said and repeat that, do that parroting thing, (laughs) but not in the way that I was saying it before, right? Um, And they're just going to be like, what? And sometimes they're going to latch on to to what they were saying and immediately invite you into the conversation because Mm -hmm. they want you there. Other times they're just going to be like, what? And then you can be like, I'm Robbie. Who's a carrot? And just continue on, Mm -hmm. right? You're you're basically just interjecting without the awkward, hey, how's it going, right? It's Mm -hmm. a much more smooth way to indirectly approach. Hi. Who looks like a carrot? So he he pauses. He gets the eye contact. Yes. Hi, who looks mm-hmm. like a carrot? And now you can tell, like, she's... In the hum. Yeah. So much. <laughs> I know. She can't even contain herself. She's yes. getting nervous. <laughs> My friend um, Hannah here thinks he's sexy. That's weird because I think that your friend Hannah is really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so now he switches it from an indirect to a direct approach. Obviously... He was able to flop or flip that comment that she mm-hmm. made around. Um, and he just like drops that hammer, you know. <laughs> but you need to be really confident to do something like that. Oh, yeah, of course. Super confident. He knows he has investment from the friend already, though. Mm-hmm. So he's he knows he has at least, you know, half of the party interested in the in the last podcast we did about Vicky Cristina yeah uh Vicky Cristina Barcelona is that movie and the same sort of thing happens with Javier Bardem so watch that scene if you haven't my god you did not just say that how old are you and that's such an amazing reaction like you want that oh my god who the hell do you think you are sort of reaction if you hit that on an approach it's you've nailed it who do you think you are like that's the that's the vibe. What are you, lawyer? So this is a great line. Anytime a girl says some sort of like personal question, mm-hmm. like it's weird that she asks how old are you? How old are you? Um, I don't understand the, the point of that question. Um, maybe maybe she asks it like, how old are you? Like, are you you're so immature? Like, mm-hmm. how old are you to say that? Um, <laughs> what are you, a lawyer? Right. Yeah, like when a girl, amazing. like if, if we were on, you know, a second date and, and you, and you said like, you know, how many, how many girls have you been with? You're like, what are you a lawyer? Right. Yeah, so you're not directly good, yeah. answering. You're just, you know, averting. Come on. I know. You want, is she? 
gonna be. Don't you think you're a little old to be using cheesy pickup lines? Objection. <laughs> okay, so that's the reason. <laughs> Too old. And then, of course, he immediately goes, objection, which is genius, of course, because she's a lawyer. Leading the witness. <laughs> Wow, Hannah, you're really wearing that dress like you're doing it a favor. Oh, God. That's a line. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he says right after, that's a line, right? Instead mm -hmm. of just, like, leaving it. Me sitting over there for the past two hours not being able to take my eyes off of you is a fact. I mean, there's lots of beautiful women. In so notice he's, he's interjecting statements of really strong interest, but he's saying them no different than sort of how he's saying the other things. Right, he's not getting overly excited. He says, "Well, that's interesting because I think your friend Hannah here is really sexy," and he just drops that. And then he says, "You know, he says the pickup line. That's a line." And I've been staring at you for the last two hours. That's a fact, mm -hmm. right? He's he's using like the way he's using the language. He's not overemphasizing the like really direct statements. He's just mixing them in fluidly with the other statements. I feel like is really genius here. Or your friend included. Hi. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing a great job of using the friend as a wingman. He's checking in with her. Yes, and it's just like important to speak to a friend because if the friend doesn't like the situation, she will just, okay, we need to leave, right? So you need to invest in the friend a little bit too to keep her like interested. Yeah, it's so important because if you just direct all of your attention at the girl you like, the other friend is going to feel, you know, upset, upset yeah, yeah. and she's going to cock block. Yeah, definitely. You know, she's going to, and he acknowledged that she's sexy. He, you know, he, he's doing a really good job of getting her on his team yes. and making her feel good too. But I can't take my eyes off of you. That's a fact. It's not a line. I find you very attractive. Do you find me attractive? So it's a good thing he asked this because I felt like at this point it was a lot. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of interest, right? Mm -hmm. And then he did a good job of saying But because he didn't change his intonation and he was just so calm speaking about this, it didn't seem a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Because if you'd look, oh my God, you know, I couldn't like, like, I really like you. You're so beautiful, so sexy. This like, so unattractive. Do you feel like he's having fun mainly or he's trying to pick her up? I think it's just like a fun experience for him. He's like, just having fun. He can go to like any girls. He doesn't care. He's super confident. You know, won't work out with that girl. We'll work out with another one. That's why you can see that he's just having fun. The key here is he's entertaining himself, right? That's yeah. the difference. You want to go into every interaction when you approach a girl as I'm just going to entertain myself. I'm mm -hmm. going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how she acts or behaves, I know I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to just go, you know, have a conversation. We'll see what happens. And she's going to throw some stuff my way. She's going to send me, you know, give me all sorts of tests. And I get to have fun responding to those tests. You know, it's mm -hmm. like she's going to, you know, you come over, you serve the ball. She's going to hit it back. And then you got to hit it back again. And that's the, the give and take. Does. I don't. You do. She does. Yes, yeah, she does. I, do. I don't. You do. So assuming attraction is also a really important point. Even if she said she, even if she says she doesn't, you should just ignore them. Like, you do. I know you do. No, it's but cool. even her friend, she knows her very well. Yeah. So when she says she does, she knows that she really... Well, she has a boyfriend. Does. And so they were literally talking before he walked over about how she's annoyed with her boyfriend uh -huh. and wanting to break up with him. So mm -hmm. her friend is very actively trying to make that happen because she doesn't like the boyfriend. Yeah. You do. I don't. Hannah, can I buy you a drink? No. You say no a lot, don't you? No. Oh, boy. 
permission to approach the bench. So at this point in the conversation, it's a minute and probably 20 in, because I think the first 10 seconds are him walking over, or five seconds. And now he's got enough investment from them, and he's familiar enough where he essentially just grabs a chair and sits down, which is right about the timing that I would recommend. He could have done it a little bit earlier, I think, but this is a perfect segue where he says, can I approach the bench, which is a a lawyer joke, right? Approach the... (laughs) Um, And he grabs a chair. He doesn't ask permission. He just... He, he, he fake asked for permission, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, permission to approach the bench? I'm going to do it anyways, but I'm still kind of asking for permission. And you don't want to be standing above the girls Yeah, because you long. want your eyes to be on the same level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, around, like if you if you talk to girls in a bar or at a party or whatever, if you're at a different level, you, you don't want to be in that situation for more than a minute. It's just awkward. Yeah. You know, it becomes, in one minute, it becomes awkward, you know? Yeah. It's just like, okay, when it will be over. So don't ask, like, oh, do you mind if I sit? Or hold on, I'll be right back. I'm going to get a chair. You just do it. Like, yeah. you keep talking. You grab a chair. You pull it over. You know, don't even ask the people at the at the other table if it's, like, their chair. You just fucking grab it and, and you do it. And if they have a problem with it, they'll probably say, hey, we need that chair. I'll be like, I'll give it right back two seconds, right? Because he's not planning on staying. The other thing is he could – you could also do a false time constraint here. You could be like, permission to approach the bench? I got to run and, like, you know. A minute and a half, but mm-hmm. you plop down, you sit, you continue. Seriously. Just come on, let me let me deliver my closing argument. So let me deliver my closing argument, which is a, a time constraint. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say and then I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. Sure, proceed. Anna, we live in a physical world, right? Uh-huh. And you're going to age, right? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you this, you're never gonna regret going home with that guy from the bar that one time that was a total tomcat in the sack. <laughs> This is such a cringy line. And you can see her, her face. Her face. Yeah. Like, ugh, like literally cringe. <laughs> you're going to age. You're going to get old. But you're never going to regret that time you went home and had sex with this guy who's really good at sex. Is, you know, the, the literal translation of the line, which is totally obnoxious. Um, really ballsy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God he's about to immediately follow it up to change. But I can't guarantee that you won't not regret it. That's a double negative. You're a double negative. (laughs) Obviously, this is like too fast for real life, but like he's being so ridiculously forward about wanting to sleep with her that night, right? That like he knows it's probably going to blow himself out, but I don't think he cares because again, he's just entertaining himself, right? The whole point is for him to have fun. And he goes to this bar almost every day and he's seen her there before Mm -hmm. and he knows she's coming back. Mm -hmm. So he's just planting a seed, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's his intention. He's not trying to take every girl home. He's just planting seeds and waiting for them to sprout. And then sure enough, later on, I mean, if you've seen the movie, you'll see what happens. Okay. Anna, Mm can I buy you a drink? Okay. You know what? It's time. So here I feel like this is interesting. I'm curious if this was real life and he didn't say anything there, what would have happened? Because he pushed again and she's like, okay, I'm fucking leaving. This is like too much. Um, <laughs> the, now the friend's there and she's definitely willing to sleep with him. But he, he also knows that if he sleeps with that friend, he's yeah. probably not going to sleep with her. Um, but yeah, I feel like this part is a little bit strange because I don't think she would just leave the friend. Um, I think it's it was good because when she will leave, and maybe she will doubt her decision about like, oh, I better stay, you know, and have some fun. 
and it will make her think about him. Mm -hmm. I think so. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow, it's forward of you, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now that he's just like everything she's saying about going home, he's he's reframing that as she's inviting him home. Mm -hmm. This is hilarious. I'll do it. If he votes saw three. So, should I get my car or yours? Should I pull the car around? Have you been drinking? I'll drive. Liz, coming. Right, he's just totally having fun. I love this. His character is so funny. Yeah. And it's the way how to handle rejection. He doesn't care. For doesn't him, care. it's just uh, like uh, fun, right? That's like he just tried to make fun till the end. And he doesn't look upset or like, oh my God, that girl left. She rejected me. He doesn't care. Yeah. It's, it's what makes him attractive, that he doesn't care. And he is not scared of rejection. Exactly. He, he knows that will happen for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And he, and he knows he's not... Like I said before, he's just planting a seed. Yeah. It doesn't have to happen. It might happen then and there, but most likely it'll happen later. So be Ryan Gosling, moral of the story. <laughs> just, you know, get some plastic surgery, look like him, dress like him, act like him. It'd be pretty good to go. Um, uh, you will never become him. Though. That's the thing. <laughs> become your own version of Ryan Gosling. Lost in translation. I've actually never seen this movie, so it'd be interesting. I've seen the clip, obviously. Thanks. What can I get you? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. Um, for relaxing times, make it Suntory time. <laughs> so, as you heard, he's he's there doing a commercial, I think, for this whiskey brand, and so this is obviously part of his uh, shtick. And the fact that he's got the waiter chiming in on it shows a lot of status. Clearly, he's a guy who's you know in the know with the staff um and this is only going to make him look more attractive uh, also it's funny right so i'm not sure if they know each other prior to this i think they do like i said i haven't seen the movie but even if they didn't this would still be hilarious and she'd be like oh wow that's a it's a really good icebreaker <laughs> so um um i'll have a vodka tonic <laughs> thanks So notice that he doesn't immediately try to start conversation mm -hmm. like most guys at bars, right? They're very quick to instigate something. He knows she has, he knows he has her attention. So he knows he can wait and mm -hmm. play with that tension, right? And she then is the first to invest and ask him, what are you doing here? So what are you doing here? A uh, couple of things. Taking a break from my wife, forgetting my son's birthday, and uh, getting paid $2 million to endorse a whiskey when I could be doing a play somewhere. Oh. But the good news is the whiskey works. <laughs> so his response is kind of a downer. You can tell he's uh, not very happy in his marriage. Mm -hmm. He's not super stoked on his son. He, he seems like he's not really into his life, right? But mm -hmm. he's, he's getting paid a lot of money. Um, so that's a little bit of a flex. But I think she already knows that he's, a, you know, famous or something like that. So he's, he's not bragging per se. Um, he's just confident. It's his life, you know. Mm -hmm. He's vulnerable and authentic, mm -hmm. right? And also because he said the thing that's kind of like a downer and she's like, oh, 
what do I say to any of that? <laughs> he injects some humor, which was, you know, obviously. Made for a laugh. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it softened the other stuff. So Hollywood's pretty good at this. <laughs> So notice the long pause. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Right? You'll notice that as a theme throughout is he uses silence very effectively. And that's a really important point that most guys fail at. They're nervous. So they quickly ask the next question and they parrot her answer. That's a, that's a big mistake I see guys make. And they usually look too nervous and they start mumbling. That's so unattractive. Like right. you know that the guy's nervous. You see he has zero confidence and it's what, you know, so obvious. As an example, if I said, so what are you doing here? You're, you're being a guy? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Just drinking. Oh, just drinking? Vodka. <laughs> just drinking vodka? Yes. Cool. Huh. Uh, what kind of vodka? Um, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. <laughs> so like that's, <laughs> oh my God, that that's is what, so what not to do. But that's the default that most guys go into. They repeat like a parrot exactly what she said. And then they're like, cool. Oh yeah. Awesome. They get overexcited about something really insignificant that doesn't warrant any excitement because they're trying to force a connection. He's doing the opposite. He's not responding. I mean, he's not, he's, he's not cold, but he's not jumping on the invitation to continue the conversation. He's allowing her to invest mm -hmm. more than he is. So her response to what are you doing is, um, my husband's a photographer, so he's here working and, uh, wasn't doing anything. So I came along and we have some friends that live here. How long have you been married? Yeah, thank you. This is always such a cliche. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get your light, you know? And then yeah. she like touches his hand ever so slightly while, while he's doing it. But uh, you got to be quick with a lighter. You know, that, that was, I had a wingman who was always really good about carrying a lighter. And anytime he saw a girl about to light up a cigarette, he was there ready with the lighter. So oh, oh my God. <laughs> obviously if you hang out uh, in bars or places where there's a smoking patio, this can be a great sort of opener. Like you see a girl fumbling for a cigarette, you just walk over and be like, need a light? Super confident. How long have you been married? Yeah, thank you. Mm. Two years? 25 long ones. Mm. You're probably just uh, having a midlife crisis. Did you buy a Porsche yet? You know, I was thinking about buying a Porsche. <laughs> so here, I think he's joking, obviously, but like, the way he says it, maybe it's not so obvious. He leaves it up to her imagination, mm -hmm. right? I was thinking about buying a Porsche. Can't really tell, but it creates more mystery, more intrigue. And again... And maybe he has five Porsches already. He's like super rich. You know? Yeah. He, just not, he doesn't want to brag. It's what's, I think, the most important here. Well, the, cliche, the cliche in America is that when you're... When you have a midlife crisis, you buy a Porsche. Uh, okay. You buy a sports car. Yeah, you buy a sports car when you're like, oh my God, I'm 50. You know, I'm at the middle of my life. I don't know what to do. I'll buy a Porsche Why? and that will make me feel younger. Oh. It's like a sports car, you know? It's like okay. you see old guys buying like red sports cars because it makes them feel under mm. younger. So when I buy a sports car in about 10 years, you'll know why. Yeah. In 25 years, it's, a, well, it's impressive. 
Well, you figure you sleep one-third of your life. That knocks off eight years of marriage right there. So you're, you know, you're down to 16 and change. And, you know, you're just a teenager at marriage. You can drive it, but you can, there's still the occasional accident. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it seems like they're, I, again, I haven't seen the movie, but I think the, the plot or the storyline is like two people who are kind of unhappy in their life and their mm -hmm. marriage find uh, comfort in each other. What do you do? Um, and one thing I want to point out is usually the what do you do sort of questions can lead down. I mean, it's, it's a very normal thing to ask, right? And if you ask it in the way that he's asking it by employing long pauses and colorful commentary, right? My formula for conversations is question filler, question filler. So if you're going to ask a question, don't immediately follow it up with another question. Mm -hmm and do the parroting thing and the being over agreeable. Like those are all the wrong things. If I ask you, what do you do? And you answer, I need to then provide some colorful commentary, meaning something of value or substance relating to what you said, instead of just asking you another boring question. So we'll see him do that, I think. Um, I'm not sure yet, actually. I just graduated last spring. What did you study? Philosophy. Yeah, there's a good buck in that racket. So that's an example. She said, philosophy, there's a good buck in that racket, which is basically a funny way of saying, like, you can make a lot of money in that bullshit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a racket. It doesn't quite mean bullshit. It's more of just like a, you know, a, a racket is a, a gig or a job. It used to refer to, like, mafia times. Running a racket meant having a slightly illegal money laundering business of mm -hmm. some sorts. So it's funny he's calling it a racket because mm -hmm. it's, it's obviously a legit profession, but mm -hmm. calling it a racket is just, you know, it's, it's colorful commentary. <laughs> she laughs. Yeah. Well, so far it's pro bono. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll figure out the angles. Yeah. I hope your Porsche works out. Cheers to that. So that was good. He left yeah, he left he her to respond mm -hmm. to the next thing, right? He's he's employing no sense of or he he's not doing anything that would make it look like he's interested in anything but a conversation. Right? He's, he's being he's flirty. Not he's not really well, he's he's being sort of he's being funny. He's not being flirty, right? Um but you could the the being funny is being flirty at the same time, but he's not showing any overt interest. He's not hitting on her. He's only positioning himself as a man of status, a good conversationalist, um, and just a, you know, a value to be around. And she's not overtly hitting on him either, right? Uh, but she's clearly interested in the conversation and they're both enjoying. Mm -hmm. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Come by. Notice he's barely ever smiling either. Like he's not releasing any sexual tension, right? Or he's not releasing any tension. He's not doing things that make him look nervous or awkward at all. Maybe he's just so upset about his life. <laughs> he <can't laughs> he's smile. just depressed. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I wish I could sleep. Oh, me too. So I kind of see that as an invitation, 
wish I could sleep. Like people usually only say that if they want to continue drinking and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't sleep, so we might as well keep drinking. Uh, I'm not sure if they have an affair or not, but we'll have to definitely watch this. They movie. had little kiss eats. It wasn't like a makeout. It was just a. That's an affair already. A kiss is cheating, as they say. So let's uh, go on to the next movie. The next one's going to be a shorter clip from the movie Van Wilder. Uh, And this is only like 30 seconds. This will be an interesting one. So they were at a party, I believe. And I think her boyfriend did something rude to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, this guy is his protege. And he sees that the girl he's interested in is, uh, you know, up ahead. So he has the wherewithal to jump out of the (laughs) golf cart. (laughs) So her boyfriend's in like a rival fraternity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they don't like each other. Are you stalking me? Because that would be super. So that's a hilarious line. Are you stalking me? Because that would be super. Yes. It's so funny. It's so funny. I mean, that would be a great line you could use on Instagram as like an opening message. Yeah, if you see the girl who is not following you, watching your stories. I love that line. It's so good. Are you stalking me? Because that would be super. Because it implies that like she's the one, you know, (laughs) chasing you. you. Anytime you can imply that the girl's the one chasing you in a funny, creative way, that is a huge go-to. Yeah, I would like this line. So then she gets in the golf cart. My mom did want me to invite you to a Tupperware party next week. Was that a judge's ruling? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I do believe that was a joke. So the other lead into this is like she doesn't joke very often. She, I think she said, I'm a very serious person. So he makes that funny, like looking around. Oh, that was a joke, right? He's like using the space even though he's not, there's nobody there. It's like he's pretending there's an audience and then asking for the feedback, which is hilarious. And you can see here now he's just, you know, Strong eye contact, holding the tension, not laughing, and you and can also see keeps the silence. Afterwards. Yeah, she. You can see it's like it's all real. Her falling in love. love is in the air, I want to. I mean, that was a long <laughs> thing of silence. How long is that? Let's count that. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, one thousand. Like four seconds. Right. That it's feels like an eternity. Yeah. And he's just he's just, yeah, let's let's do it. Right. And then she breaks the silence. But which it, is a good it sign. shows the confidence. Yeah. And it makes him so attractive to her. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys learned a lot from this. Please. We need more scenes to break down. And I haven't seen enough movies to remember all the scenes. So if you guys have recommendations of other scenes that you'd like to see broken down, please put those in the comments or send me a message on Instagram. Um, One of the things we do in the Inner Confidence community is guys are constantly uh, posting hidden camera video (laughs) of them actually talking to women. uh, And we break that down. Of course, you know, they either get permission or they blur the the girl's face. Uh, And... That is the absolute best way to learn how to be better at this stuff is to get real life feedback. No, just you need to look at yourself from the side because usually you think, oh, I did that or I didn't do that. But when you see yourself from the side, you actually can understand. Yeah, well, that's what we do in the in the events that we do. Like yeah. we'll 
I'll mic the guys up and follow them around on camera and, and get their approaches. Um, but a lot of the guys will, you know, they'll get those like spy glasses where they can see, or they'll just record the audio on like an Apple watch mm -hmm. and then we'll help them with their conversation skills. And it's embarrassing, but it's the fastest way to uh, get better at your communication skills and your ability and, and to. And also you can listen to how you speak. Maybe you have some problems with your speech, right? And you can like take some, how to say, lessons to get better and more confident with your voice, work with your voice. And that's really important how people hear you. Um, for sure. Because your voice is so confident and I always like it, how you speak. Hmm, and you, your voice I used to talk like, hey, 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 I'm Robbie. Oh nice my God. to meet you. And your voice is so good for the podcast because you're, it's so confident. And I don't know. I well, really that's like that. my voice has changed over the years because I've heard it. And I've done a lot of this, like anytime you can see or hear yourself, mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable at first. But then now when I see or hear myself, I kind of like the way I look and I sound. So that's a good thing. Yeah, your voice is uh, But it wasn't always like that. And I've noticed with most of the clients I've worked with, if, they've, if they're running a lot of nice guy energy, nice guy syndrome, inauthentic nice guy, of course, they tend to speak higher. They don't use downward inflections. They say, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, obviously not that so bad, but unattractive i agree so yeah work on your voice work on your presence if there's one thing to take away from all these guys they all had an amazing presence around women and your presence is your ability to stay calm cool and collected under tension keep silence when it's needed don't ask a lot of questions have good confident voice and good fashion. Yeah, guys, if you like the video and girls, maybe girls are watching us too. Uh, take a photo of yourself going like this and post it in the comments. <laughs> you can post pictures. Just put the Just likes. Just send it to my Instagram. Put the likes. Robbie underscore Kramer. Send us a photo going like this. Press the like. How do you say this in English? Smash that like button. <laughs> and follow. <laughs> See you next it. time, guys. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you're new to the show and digging our content, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you listen or watch. But if you're not really digging it, go ahead, just don't leave us any review at all. That'd be great. If you're feeling a little bit stuck or you just want to optimize and step up your game, we've opened up a few spots in our Inner Confidence community. We're accepting applications if you want to join our select group of men and experience a radical power of accountability, cross everything off your sexual bucket list, and just become a beast who gets more stuff done. To learn more and apply, go to start.innerconfidence.com. 